Hello and welcome to The Tech Lens, the podcast that offers insights and analysis on the tech trends that matter. I'm your host, Ibrahim Isaac, and in this podcast, we dive deep into the world of technology, exploring the latest innovations, trends, and developments. We'll be joined by experts and thought leaders in the field who will share their insights and perspectives on how technology is shaping the world around us. So whether you are a tech enthusiast, a professional, or you're simply curious about the latest tech trends, we got you covered. So sit back, relax, and tune in for innovative perspectives on the tech trends that matter. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this fireside chat. Uh, in honor and celebration of the International Women's Day. Yeah, so here with me today, I have Ezine Elijah, I have uh, Onyechi Eze, and we have Adi Dolapo Oguntayo. Yes, they'll be sharing with, with us, you know, their experiences and advice as regarding women in tech and how to, you know, push forward into this tech industry. As we all know, women are underrepresented. And as a company, Front Rims, we are one uh, company that is also, you know, advocating for inclusion and diversity, uh, especially for women in tech. So I would like to invite Onyechi Eze to join me. I'd like to uh, hear from you, introduce yourself, tell us who you are and what you're doing. So, thank you so much, Brian. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, thank you, uh, and happy Women's Day to International Women's Day to all the women around the world. Uh, my name is Unyechi Eze. I'm the Strategic Partner Manager, Sub-Saharan Africa at Google. Um, and um, lovely to be here. Basically, I've been in tech for over 16, 17 years now. And um, I pride myself as trying to support businesses, most especially women or women-led businesses. Uh, so my career has been um, obviously with men and women, but then I see so much potentials uh, in women building um, the forefront for so many things um, happening around the world. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Ezine. Um an IT business analyst consultant and I actually just switched into tech uh, not quite long so in Yichi, I don't have a lot of experience like you but you know it's been a great opportunity you know to be in tech and it's very diverse as well thank you uh, all right thanks for sharing about your work I uh, would like to just ask you a few questions you know, so uh, first you've told us about your work. Yes, uh, we want to know what are, what do you see? Like, what do you see happening in tech these days, especially when it comes to women in tech? We all know that women have been underrepresented, but how far have you seen women come? I mean, let's say in the past one years, two years, what's the progression like? And uh, what do you see happening actually in tech right now? I want to hear from you. Okay, lovely question. Um, I see, you know, a lot and a lot of women going into tech now. There's a lot of advocacy going on. There's a lot of um, organizations adopting um, the inclusion and equitability of women in the organization. So we're seeing now CEOs, we're seeing country managers, we're seeing women in boardrooms. Um, 
and what it does for other women that want to switch into tech or that are still upcoming is it gives them the moral, you know, it gives them the confidence for them to create things. So I see women now leading the forefront, women-led organizations. Um, I see innovators coming out. I see us being celebrated for more things. Uh, it's still a long shot. I know we still have a long way to go, but the pace at which we're going with active and proactive measures, I see women, you know, taking some sort of equity into the world and how we see it. Um, obviously, we need women to balance it out. So I see us really trying to advocate for more, more women to be in tech. Oh, wow. Nice. Esther, the same question to you. Well, I would say the same thing she just said. So, you know, it's good we're advocating for more women to be in tech because, you know, I always thought tech was, you know, very technical. You have to know all the maths in the world. You have to, you know, very, you know, uh, structured. But basically with courses like um, business analysis, uh, project management, data analysis, it has created a pathway for people who, you know, want to change from maybe their old career paths, maybe from a bank manager to, you know, a product manager or something like that. So I I would say it's a good pathway, I think, you know, for women to start if they want to start their career in tech. I hope I answered the question correctly. Yes, yes, oh, you're yeah. good. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, welcome, uh, Adolapo. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we were just asking about, uh, you know, what... Uh, What's going on in tech these days, especially when it comes to women in tech? How, what, where they've been? What do you see happening? Can you just share with us? And you can introduce yourself before you tell us that. All right, great. Hi, everyone. My name is Adidola Pogontayo Williams. I'm a product manager at a software design company called Shotpoint. All right, to answer your question, I think a lot of women are becoming very um, interested in tech because of the fact that um, tech is one industry that allows them to work flex um that allows them to work remotely and there's this flexibility with you know when you're working with tech that some other industry might not allow so i've seen that a lot of women are interested in tech and in terms of what's really happening that in the tech space i think um things like ai machine learning cybersecurity are like you know coming into the spotlight as to what is attracting people you know especially women in tech i hope that answers the question wow that's great. So uh, tech is actually in favoring women these days because of uh, flexibility. Right. That's great. That's great. So I would like to hear about your challenges. What are, what are the challenges that you have faced as a woman? Okay. So um, for me, I have been in tech for, I'd say, almost um, since 2016. And I think you're even aware days of Learn Arc. I started... Um, in tech 2016. And when I started in tech, I think there were not so much representation, you know, for women in tech as at that time. And um, of course, when you don't have representation, things like imposter syndrome comes in when you are you are in a male-dominated industry. So those were the challenges I faced. Like when I'm doing something that I see that, oh, a lot of women are doing this. Things like imposter syndrome. And I also faced a lot of biases, and I wouldn't even lie, um, because I remember there was a time, you know, I was bidding for 
I started like a company, I co-founded a company and EdTech as at that time, and Ibrahim is actually aware of it. And we had, you know, this other male um, counterpart that also did something pretty similar. But I would, I, I guess maybe because they were male then, I don't know, I, this is just my assumption. And especially that's what I experienced. You know, I guess they got, you know, the contract, they got everything that, you know, we were, and I felt like maybe because I was a female, they felt I wasn't capable and I was much younger as well. So maybe that's also one of the biases that, you know, they, I faced then. But um, now there's a lot of representation, a lot of people interested, you know, in tech. And I've seen that, you know, government organization, even non-government organizations, you know, are creating like, um, um, what's it called? They are creating opportunities for young women in tech, you know, to get into the industry easily by providing like free courses, mentorship, you know, sponsorship programs, scholarship. You can see that flying everywhere. So I think if I'd had those opportunities back, you know, 2016, 2017, maybe I would be a much more confident, you know, tech woman, woman in tech as at then. But thankfully, I guess they say that you need to pass certain, you need to go through certain things so that you can help other young ones. Since now that I do mentor even young women that wants to either transition in tech or they're currently in tech and perhaps facing challenges. So, um, yeah, that's it. Uh, let, let me let me take over from here. Uh, let me share my um, challenges. But a lot was really nice to hear um, because I think women around the world we, we face similar struggles. Imposter mm -hmm. syndrome is one of the things that I think we suffer a lot. Um, my experience spans all the way down to college. Um, I think we were at a very low ratio uh, compared to the men. Um, in college, uh, and then coming out um, of an engineering background, you'd you know you'd imagine that the kind of roles you know you'll be given will be um, when you're doing the interviews, you'd likely see them wanting to tend towards men than women because you know the roles are usually rigorous. Um, you know, I studied computer engineering, so you know at that time software wasn't so big as it is now so it was more of hardware um mm -hmm. so you imagine that they would want men to crimp cables go under tables uh, go on top of the roofs do cabling and stuff so mm -hmm. the opportunities were quite limited for us at that time um mm -hmm. but i was i was lucky um and blessed to have supportive employers that would take me on and then they would see what stuff I was made of. Um, and then throughout the course, I've experienced these challenges in different organizations. So I've worked in different sectors. I've worked in banking, I've worked in aviation, in tech, um, and, and all some others. And while I was in there, it was different challenges I would face. Um, and it was interesting because some of it was just um, because tech can really work in any industry. Right. Um, you know, if you really look at how it's structured, hardware and software is really the backbone of any in industrial um, and or industrialization. So 
I could fit into anywhere. But then when you're when you're in that role, they see you as just the backbone, at the, someone at the backside. And then they start to worry about marriage, um, maternity leave. They start to worry mm-hmm. about, can she stay late nights? Can she do the work? There wasn't mm-hmm. so much remote, remote working. So flexibility was an issue. And that was a determinant whether you got the role or not. So I faced so many of those challenges. But I think one of the ones that I think was I was able to resonate with mostly with what you also mentioned was when you're at that role and the you're, you're experiencing that gender bias, there's this imposter syndrome that comes over you and you say, I think I should just quit. Like I shouldn't be here. And the more you, you I just take it one day at a time. So the next day, I'm like, no, I should be here. Like the next day I should be here. And then I think we're able to break those barriers and be mm-hmm. where we are today. Right. And I think I just also wanted to add to what you said. Um, it's um, I I actually wanted to point that out too was availability. So I remember that there was a company that was concerned about, you know, how available I'll be. You know, I had mentioned that I was young. So, you know, with this thing in Africa where you have coffee at a particular time at work. So um, I really resonate with you saying, you know, marriage, um, maternity leave and of course, for the younger ones that are not even ready to get married, sometimes they just feel like you, as a as a woman or as a lady, you might not be readily available for you know certain tasks or regular. And especially if you are in the tech space, there are times that you have to work you know late hours for sure. Even if you're working remotely, sometimes I still experience times that I work into the night. So yeah, I think that's a good mention. Is um that's a good mention. Thank you. I just needed to highlight that. Yes. Yeah, I also feel like women still face some kind of bias in the you know tech industry, um, like pay bias, obviously, stereotype bias and um, promotion bias, we can say, or even um, isolation bias, where you be the only woman working on a particular project and, you know, you just feel alone and then the imposter syndrome, you know, kicks in. So uh, I feel like we can, we, even some women, you know, shy away from, grooming or teaching or mentoring other young ladies who are actually trying to get into tech. So we can, you know, do better, uh, you know, and um, put in more effort and groom more ladies to get into tech. I think that's how I actually got the interest of getting into tech, if, if I would say so myself. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, this question goes to uh, Onyechi. You are also a mother and for mothers who want to get into tech, or rather, can you share with us some of the challenges that you experience as a mother getting into tech? We speak to some of our parents, some you know women who are mothers to get into tech, and they're like, this is not for them. What can you say regarding this? Very, very interesting question. Um, it, it is a challenge, but I think flexibility, um, support, allyship can really support more women come into tech. Um, I had I have a personal experience. So when I had my um, my third child, I was in the hospital and uh, I had a proposal that I needed to sign off. Um, then I was into consultancy and I was trying to bring up a financial institution into having some softwares done. Um, I literally just had my baby and I needed to sign a document and they were so worried like this project wouldn't take place but because I had that flexibility 
of being able to work at my own time, I signed the contract and I, you know, commissioned it and we're able to start. Now, it doesn't take the fact that you need time for family, but then that ability for you to be able to do it really relies on the support and the flexibility that the organization is going to give to you. So I do share in the sentiments that it's not easy as a woman to come into tech because you have to balance it out between work and life balance. Um, now I see more men trying to balance it out, but then I think the struggle is, you know, being maternal and nurturing in nature. We want to be able to balance it out more. We we have that um, thing in us, but then the it doesn't take away our ability, it doesn't take away our skill. So I think that the challenges that I've faced personally, being a mother doesn't take away my skill but what it has done is it, it makes me feel like i should try harder i should do the research um as a woman you don't want to come to the table maybe because you've had a rough day at home or you're trying to cook lunch or do something it doesn't give you the right to come to the table without your your skill your notes you need to come prepared so i think women these days especially women that have families to take care of doesn't separate the single women but um, it just puts an, an extra level of anxiousness and support now we need to be extra prepared so when i come to the table i've done my research for one or two hours that i'm able to break away and then i come to the table prepared i come to the table with information and i come to the table with skill great amazing that brings me to my next question what can organizations do to create a more inclusive workspace for women in tech? I mean, you started mentioning something in that sense. Yes, um, I, I believe that organizations play a huge role. So if you look at it, there's the organization, there's the community, and then there's um, the other gender, which is male. Um, I'm not discounting that there are other genders, but I'm saying mm -hmm. that male do have a role, you know, in this. So, so you know, there's something we call diversity, um, equity, and inclusion, right? Um, yeah. If we start to adopt this at a grassroots level in the communities, if we start to adopt this in the organization, um, I think we'll go far. Um, so we're adopting it in in HR, in, in people, you know, in people management. We're adopting it in um, even in the meetings, Um look at it as when we're having a meeting are the women on the, in the table are the women joining are they contributing not just sitting down there and looking pretty do they have things to say um when you're hiring um you have a role are you ensuring that the ratio of men and women that you are interviewing are equal um when you're looking at the pay grade are you looking and ensuring that there's no bias when you're looking at the two um so i i think organizations play a huge part when they can adopt this um, even in the board, uh, when you're having a board um, a room and then you're saying that you want just men, why? Why don't you create a ratio where it's equitable so that we can have both women and men that can contribute actively to the organization? I see. Amazing. Thank you. Uh, Dolapo, you want to tell us more? Um, I think Onyechi hit the nail on the... Really... She yeah. actually spoke about everything that I would really want to say, but I think I'll just highlight. I mean, since she already mentioned everything, yeah. she hit the nail on the head. That's what I was going to say. Um, it's about creating family-friendly policies. You know, she was mentioning that, you know, she just had a baby and um, because of the opportunity, you know, the organization had given her then, it helped, you know, 
make it easy for her to sign off, commission, you know, the product she had. So a lot of companies, I think, are still very rigid with their policies, especially as it relates to women. Um, it's not everything is not only about maternity leave. The some countries will give 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. How about those um policies that relate to okay? Um, you know that if you are a nursing mother, for instance, we have a policy in place for you so that you can actually, you know, nurture your child at that age and still perform optimally at your job. So those very um maybe not so aggressive policy, but very little policies that you know you can just inculcate into you know the <laughs> the normal working lifestyles of women that can also help support them function well. Mm-hmm. And I like you know it, um mentioned something that. Yes, as much as you're a mother, as much as you're a woman, that doesn't leave the fact that you have to drop your skills. You need to actually prove yourself. But sometimes you want to prove yourself, but there's so much that you can do, really. You know, you are prepared. You have, you know, you have the skills, you have the knowledge. But imagine, I mean, let me just paint a scenario so that it's, you know, clearer. For instance, um, I think I'll just, you know, motherhood. I'm not yet a mother, but I can very soon, I will be, but so I can sort of like relate, especially, you know, in the stage of pregnancy, I'd say. So sometimes your first trimester is like the the most, I, I mean, from experience is the or, most like horrible, very horrible. And of course, there are no policies to say that if you're in your first trimester, um, you shouldn't work, you shouldn't, but at that point, there's nothing you can do. You you, you want to work, you want to do everything. But if there are policies that, okay, you can tell HR that, okay, I'm pregnant. This is the evidence that I'm pregnant. Can you, you know, there are policies to support you during that stage of your life, right? It just helps you. It just gives you like this, I don't want to call it assurance. It just helps, it just ease things. Yes, it makes it easier for you to, you know, function. And it just helps, it just encourages you. So I just feel like, um companies as well should create family um friendly policies or women friendly policies and i like what spain is doing that they are giving period off i mean that's just really amazing some people have their periods and it's really terrible maybe it's not every woman's experiences but you know so i think that is another thing that would help you know women in that's tech, great yeah. that's great thank you uh i i do have an experience uh last year i I always have like trainings for students every summer. So uh, during the summer last year, we had about thirty-five to thirty-six students who have who were who I took in for the training, and there were several ladies. I believe there were like seven ladies, and the rest were guys. Out of those seven, five ladies dropped. Just one guy dropped. And he had he was at a different time zone. That's the challenge, and I knew I I went you know I, I went the extra mile to follow up on the ladies to check up on the ladies to still tell them you know halfway I said you can still be a part of this come and join you know and all that. So I was trying to wrap my head around what the challenge was because I knew I went you know the extra mile to bring them in. And even at even at first the registration, it was you can see the numbers were different. I mean, there were more guys than the ladies, and then the ladies now had to drop. So that was not a challenge of uh, equity because they both had the same opportunities. So, what do you think can be done? In
Okay, um, I think what can be done in such um, scenarios is really what we're doing right now. So Front Dreams is creating advocacy, um, they're celebrating women, we're, we're talking about how organizations can support more inclusion in the workplace. I think what they all do is like a domino effect, they create confidence about, um, amongst women that they should also be at the table, they, should, can, they can be at the boardroom, they can take skills, they can take the training, um, they shouldn't be afraid of being able to start, to change mm -hmm. course, or to continue. Um, like Ezine was saying that she just joined tech recently, um, and you, I'm sure you're doing quite well, you're loving it. Um, I love tech, I love the fact that they're you know, hurdles and you have to, you know, resolve it and, and scale through. And it doesn't have to be only coding. There's coding involved. There's analysis, there's business analysis, the data analysis, there's AI, machine learning. There's so much, the security. I had an experience. Um, I do speak with young girls and I encourage them to call me. Um, and then I advise um, the best way I can. So she studied, I think, microbiology. And she said she wanted to switch to tech. And she was asking me, what should I do? And I said to her that my role isn't to tell you what to do, but it's to encourage you to take up something in tech. It doesn't mean that you drop your passion or your core um, uh, major in school, but it's to adopt tech into what you're doing. And she said, that's interesting, I would say that, because she ne naturally didn't think that as a microbiologist, you can go into tech. But I told her there's biotech, that things that you can do with technology to improve what you're doing. And from there, you can become the next woman frontier in, in, your, um, in your scope or in your school and what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, let me ask you this particular question. It's just like you said, uh, Dolapo, you can just continue from where she left off because she already answered these questions. What, how can you encourage young girls to pursue a career in STEM? I think um, for me is representation, like representation really matters a lot. When you see people that are of your own gender, sometimes it might not even, it happens even when you see people from your community doing certain things. You just believe that if this person can do it, you can do it. So you now see someone from, um, that has the same gender as yours doing it. So I think um, in the, you, you painted a scenario or it really happened whereby some ladies were dropping. At that point, it would have been better to see if that um, introduce those ladies to a woman mentor who's already doing what you know they intend to do. You know, and I think that would encourage them to push forward. Because for me, mentorship is not only by advising. Sometimes you just want to see that this person has actually done it. So I'll just. Um, summarize it to two points, representation and mentorship. So if we have a lot of women mentors that are willing to, you know, mentor younger ones, I know that we have a lot of women in tech that are doing great things, but are they ready to mentor other ones that, you know, might need that mentorship? So I think it's the point whereby I like what, you know, Onyechi is doing. She's allowing for, you know, young women to reach out to her. And I'm sure that she has, you know, of course, influenced a lot of women in tech currently as well. So yeah. I think that, that that will be it, mentorship and representation, yeah. Thank you. Ezine, can you share with us briefly, like, I mean, yeah. I know you're in tech and you're always, you know, you're passionate about tech, about, okay, any any new trend, anything coming up, 
Ezine gets a hand of it and she always sends me, look at this, look at that. <laughs> so how can you encourage young girls to pursue a career in tech? Well, um, like um, at the, um, she said, <laughs> sorry, um, okay. mentorship is actually very key. And like she said, it's not about just advice. Oh, you need to do this, you need to do this. Some, though some people still need you to show them oh, step by step, what did you do? What did you put in place to achieve you know, wherever you are now at this point. So mentorship, maybe at the early stage, maybe in schools, you know, the grassroots, either STEM um, toys, STEM uh, games, you know, things that encourages young girls to want to grow the passion to get into tech. Also, you know, um, highlights, I'll say, female um, tech roles for for young girls to you know, feel enthusiastic, you know, feel happy. Oh, I can see that um, Mrs. Eze um, is there and, you know, she's doing great. You know, she's, ah, I want to be like her when I grow up, you know. That's something like that, creating environment, even in churches, even in, you know, schools, you know, encourage young ladies. Oh, you can actually be the next big woman in tech or something like that. So I would, I would rest my case there. <laughs> All right. Can I? Yes, please. Yeah, um, and I really loved what everybody has said. Um, I, I look at it in, you know, in different, in, in, well, I mean, the same way, but then I look at it in different buckets. I see we need to be advocates for women. So I, I feel that everybody that is doing tech, every woman doing tech, no matter how young, how old, um, how much of experience you have, as long as you see someone coming in, um, and they're not getting that fair treatment, I think you, are, you should just automatically um, just take up that advocacy to allow them be uh, included. Um, I see also, like, I agree with you, Ezine, at the community level, we should encourage it in schools, in churches, and it starts really by demystifying tech. They make tech look like it's such a huge um course or uh, a thing that they need to do um but then really what is them it's really just about science and technology and engineering and maths which can be thought even at the youngest age really so lego um rubicons they are really the beginning and the start of stem so having them start off and then i think also support so if you can um help out, allow them to learn um, coding, allow them to learn data analysis. Excel is data analysis, you know, so that support is also needed. Some funding would really help because um, if the local community starts to understand that STEM can improve their way of, of livelihood, I think it will continue to resonate and keep building upwards. And I think finally, education, like what Front um, Front Dreams is doing, um, the more trainings we get, the more it will keep moving as a domino effect. And they would inherently train others, either um, you know consciously or un unconsciously. I don't know how to do this. You're taught somebody, and that raises that curiosity in that next woman to continue um, in tech. Thank you, thank you. So, do you have? Did you have a mentor growing up, a female mentor? I mean, the, the gender gap alone is enough motivation because you want to make a difference. But, like, do you have a figure that you looked up to growing up that pushed you into tech? 
my mentor was my dad. Um, I would I would I would honestly give it to them. Uh, my parents were, were awesome. Um, my mom was a teacher, but my mom is a teacher and and, and followed into the education line. Um, and uh, my dad was the engineer in the house. And um, what how he really mentored us really was in such a way that I have siblings and they're all engineers. And that doesn't, that isn't to say that everybody should be an engineer, but he kind of groomed us in such a way that you couldn't tell who was a boy and who's a girl. You just have to do the work. So I'm going to give you the, the, the flexibility to um, read, go to school, get the same advantage as others. And that really propelled me. He would bring us to the table and all of us, both male and female, will talk about um, TD, we'll talk about the technical drawing, we'll talk about telecommunication, we'll talk about everything. So it wasn't like you go to the kitchen and then you'd um, hear or the male would hear this. Everybody had equal opportunity to hear and be mentored by him. Exactly. Really like that. Yeah, uh, Ezine, you want to tell, tell us something about that? Who are you? Who no, you? I actually don't have any <laughs> mentors, I would say, growing up. I never did. So maybe now I'm growing, you know, more curiosity. I'm following some, you know, tech people in, you know, in the industry like you, Ibrahim. <laughs> I would say you're, you're a mentor. And, um, you know, I could say Mrs. Eze is now one of my mentors because she has over 16 years of experience. And it's not very easy because, like like we say, mentorship is not only about advice. Some people just want to, now everybody sell their courses. You want to be a mentor, they want to put the price on it. And it's, what if I don't want to pay? What if I just need you to just show me, okay, what? I, how do I need to, um, you know, get into tech? So it's very important we... Um, start having you know mentorship and mentorship programs like from from the church i would say because yeah it's the easiest place it's the easiest gathering everybody come uh, comes to and it's very easy for you to just you know start grooming people like me if i'm in a position where i you know i love to do research i love to learn new things i'm very curious so if i get new information like ibrahim said i'm always sharing i'm always sharing to everybody that has an ear that wants to listen, you know, and um, yeah, that's that's what I'll say that's for now. Good. Thank you. Good to hear that. Thank you very much. So, how about this? What can men do to be better allies and supporters of women in tech? I mean, we spoke about the organizations, mentorship, but your fellow men around you. What can we do to be supporters of women in tech? Okay, um, so maybe I'll just go first here, right? So I think yeah. for men to be better allies, um, they need to be actively listening to women experiences and also supporting um, gender diversity initiatives. Not because HR says, for instance, we're doing this for women. Some people say, how many mothers Day do we have in a year? I hear that a lot and I'm like, okay, you know, I mean, <laughs> that's really not the point, but what I'm just trying to emphasize on is that men should, you know, at least support gender diversity initiative and they should include, you know, isn't it? Onyechi um, spoke about advocacy as well. I think advocacy shouldn't be left for, you know, the women alone. Also, the men should be 
advocating for women as well, promoting women's voices and perspectives in meetings. You see that we have just one lady in the meeting. I mean, I think it's just the right thing to do if you see that maybe she's not bold enough to speak out. And you guys will encourage and say, Madam, do you have anything to say? We would really like to, you know, get your input. I think that's another way for you guys to be supportive of, you know, our presence and our existence in whatever industry that we are in. And um, like I said, advocating for also equal pay and opportunity. Like you see the fact that your um, female counterpart is earning lesser than you. You don't need to feel egoistic about it or proud about it. I mean, advocate and say, why she? we're doing the same job. I believe she should also be earning as much as I am. So in summary, I'll say advocacy, um, be advocacy as well, like advocacy, be ready to support, supporting gender um, diversity initiatives and be active listeners as well. Yeah. Thank you. I'll be very sure to do those. Thank you. you want to say something? <laughs> I think she said it all. Um, allyship is really key, 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 and key. Um, active listening um, and then advocacy. I think that she really summed it up. Um, if they can do that and then also be supportive at the event, um, like you're organizing this, um, you're the only male, but then we feel comfortable and mm -hmm. we can speak out, speak our truth. Um, so I think this is really what it's all about. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. So uh, there's something also I got to understand. In the UK, they're giving paternal leave. I think so like for, yeah, I think that's really good. So fathers who have their kids, I mean, you know, can now go on breaks together with the mothers. So it's really, I think that is very good, but that's on the organization side. And I think men will advocate, if men advocate for it, it's going to be more so. So good on UK's part. All right, so we're wrapping up now, and uh, I want to ask you about the trends and opportunities you see uh, for women in tech. I mean, coming up in a few years' time, one, two, five, ten years, what do you see for women? Are there any special okay. opportunities? Yes, uh... I, mean, I, I know that a lot of times we talk about, you know, going into tech without learning coding, you know, for women, and there's that part, and you know, which enables a lot of ladies to just work from their home. Mm -hmm. What do you have to say? So, um, for me, the emerging fields in tech that I believe, I mean, anyone that is interested in going into tech, um, well, I am not, uh, I don't code actually, I'm a product manager and I do business analysis as well, but. In, if you have the mental prowess, because at the end of the day, you need to identify your skill set, you need to identify your personality for you to try in whatever sector of tech you want to go into. I like to talk. I, I, I believe that I'm a people person, so I think that product management will do well for me. doesn't mean that I don't like math. I really like math, but I just assessed myself and I saw that this is where I would function well. But I'm talking about people that would, I mean would like to maybe you have the mental prowess for um coding for instance i'll say instead of software engineering front front um 
front-end development, back-end development. The emerging field will be data science, machine learning, and artificial intelligence. But if you are not going to go through, through that path and you want to go through the non-code route, I know you had mentioned that not only non-code route, I'd say go for cybersecurity. So every company now, I don't think every every company that are they're called tech company. Even if you're not even a tech company, you have a tech component of your company, right? Everyone needs a cybersecurity expert to help them to safeguard them from, you know, um, attacks from, you know, the internet or whatever. And um, for AI, I think AI is the like they used to say, data is the new oil, machine learning is the new oil. Oil in the sense that if you're yeah. Nigeria, you know, oil is our major, you know where we get money from basically so i'm just using that as you know figuratively so i'd say machine learning ai data science is the new oil for tech and um in the sense in the in the case where you don't want to go into anything too technical i think you should focus on or you should look at cyber security yeah okay great uh on yeti you want to say something yeah uh well i mean um, the truth is that um, technology is so vast and so broad. Um, I see women really going far and beyond. I see them really going into tech for health. Um, I see them going to tech for tech for environment, climate change. Um, I see a lot of automations coming up. Um, so um, before now, you would see you'd hire an SEO specialist or you'd hire um, somebody to create your website. Now there's a lot of automation coming up. So I see tech really, really broadening more than what we are currently seeing it as. So I think I see women first getting into tech and seeing where the gaps are uh, because you know, community tech is not just for the name. It's really about making a change. You can be making a change at the lower level or grassroots level. You can make it at the broader level. But I see more women coming into this space and helping the environment, helping our communities, and automating things to make things easier for us. Okay, great. Esni, over to you. Uh, well, I agree with everything they said. Um, the, let me give an example. Okay, there was a woman who, you know, started up, started up her um, startup company where she had to create a, uh, create a new um, headgear for her son, who I think he had some issues with his head or something, and there was not enough, you know, opportunity for her to create it or get that um, headgear made in the industry obviously it's male dominated industry so she had to create you know her own company that was targeted to this specific kind of you know children and different kind of headgear so i would say you know more um encourage more entrepreneurship uh startups for women you know women owned um, um businesses and all and also um encourage more like here in canada we encourage more remote roles like if you're a ba product owner as long as you're in tech you're not maybe time uh, scrolling tools or trying to work under the car or something you can work from home because of the covid you know it's now more prominent people don't want to go to go in the office as mothers as single ladies or you have other things to do or you have a business on the side you can you know work from home so um i'll say it's a good opportunity for us now as women <laughs> thank you 
Thank you. Well, to, to round up, I would like to ask you, uh, I think uh, any one of you who has a project or initiative working on that is aimed at advancing women in tech. Uh, Dolapo, you want to share with us? Um, yeah, so I, at the beginning of this year, one of the things that I wanted to do was, you know, give back because I'd say I'm a product of giving as well. The opportunity that I've been given is what has made me or that that's what made me who I am today. So I said to myself that I was going to, you know, every quarter I'd mentor one person a lady, a female, and I think I'd mentioned that to you personally, Ibrahim, that I'll need, yeah. you know, you know, to mentor one lady every quarter. So, and the goal really is that, you know, this person should be practically um, clueless. They haven't, they don't have any experience at all, but they do um, genuinely want to transition into tech. So what I'll do is to help them understand, you know, assess their skill set, for instance, like I said, to see where they would function optimally or either product management, front-end engineering, whatever, you know, and um, see that they get the trainings that they need, even if it has to be me supporting them financially and um, also helping them create their CV and ultimately helping them, you know, landing their first, you know, tech role. So um, if there is any lady on the platform, I do have a website, you can just, you know, and I've put it up there. So I'm just taking one lady for each quarter. That means four ladies, you know, in a year. So as of now, that's the initiative I'm working on to, you know, support women. Maybe not in tech, but willing to transition to tech. Yeah. Yeah, you can share the website. I'm going to display it here. Thank All right. You. Me... you also did mention about you being available for mentorship. Yes, I am available for mentorship. Um I'm not doing per quarter, but I really applaud you, Dolapo. Uh, um, I'm building a platform where, um, and, and let me give you a background. I'm also a product of support funding. Um, I'm one of the recipients of INMA and Elevate, and I'm also a recipient for um, Point Now Women Academy. And I really think that it's um, funding and support can really, really take women far. So I'm trying to build a platform where we have access to all these opportunities because sometimes I hear women say, where is that course? Where's the free course? Where's the subsidized course? Where is that funding or where is that place I can learn or get some mentorship? So I have a, a platform that is still in progress, but then um, once it's done, I'll obviously reach out and then try and share it to as much people as possible. But in the meantime, I am open for me to mentor um, younger women uh, and, and older as well so that they can transition into tech. And like I said, it's not really just about transitioning. It's about people that stop and want to continue, the deeper people that want to start, um, people that just want to really showcase what they have. Um, I'm really open to um, really coaching and supporting women, um, both at scale and one-to-one. -one. Um, Ezine, maybe you can. I will do my I'll do my best to you know share all this information to people from my um, Instagram because I love to share information. For now, I am not mentoring anybody because I'm still learning and. Um, you know, I love to I love to share more information. Like now, I know once your platform is fully ready, 
please share it with me. I'll share it uh, on either my YouTube or on Instagram. And Dolapo, I also I'll also share yours on my Instagram. And um, if you can, maybe uh, do you have like an Instagram page where I can you know tag you and all that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure, I do. I do have Instagram. Okay, so if you do, you could maybe share it with Ibrahim, and I would also post it. And yeah. But though I'm I'm actually going to be working on something with Ibrahim soon, which is coming up, uh, you know, like a course or something. So, yeah, until that is ready, then we'll share more. Thank you. Well, I would like to thank everyone for being here. Thank you so much. Um, I feel honored to have uh, you all join me today on Women's Day. So happy Women's Day to all the women out there and to you here especially. Front Dreams is a, is a company that is also open to women. We employ ladies, we work with ladies, we train ladies, and I'm proud to uh, train ladies as well. So this summer, we're going to be having lots of ladies. So I'm making the announcement out there that ladies should come this summer, and we're going to have, we intend to have more ladies than guys this time. We want to break the bias. So yes, thank you so much for listening, everybody, and we hope that you had uh, an enjoyable session and happy Women's Day. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Thank you, Dolapo. Thank you, Miss Oyechi. Thank you, Esini. It's a pleasure to have you here again. So looking forward to our next session again. Until then. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. That's all we have for today's episode of The Tech Lens. I hope you enjoyed our discussion. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, please feel free to reach out to us on our Instagram handle, Front Dreams. Now don't forget to subscribe to our podcast using whichever platform you're listening to right now so you never miss out on an episode. Thank you for tuning in and we look forward to having you back next week for another exciting episode of The Tech Lens. Thank you.